Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. How are you guys doing? Welcome over here to the channel. This episode is sponsored by Raycon. There's been a lot going on in the northern part of Kharkiv over the last 24 hours. Okay, so before we get into it, if you guys are all new to the channel, you guys are going to see red is going to be Russia, blue is going to be Ukraine, some black lines are either going to be logistical routes and so on and so forth. I will explain them when the time comes. But we always start with the news piece because we want to know what's going on in the world before we go into the mapping portion of these videos. The Belarusian Ministry of Defense has actually announced the deployment of multiple special forces brigades to the border of Ukraine. So now they're just, they just keep ramping up this, this rhetoric over and over again. They did this two days ago. Uh, we spoke about this yesterday that we know they'd have been starting to move heavy equipment. They started moving men two days ago. Uh, I actually have video proof now of tanks being moved to the Ukrainian border. So here's that. Belarusian president has also said that if the Poles decide, he's talking about the Polish people, by the way, uh, decide to try and attack the Republic of Belarus, we will immediately break off the horns. Both Russia and Belarus are ramping up the narrative that Poland is about to invade Belarus and Ukraine. There's been zero, and I mean zero, indication of this happening, nor do I personally believe it to be true. We've seen them ramping up this rhetoric over the last week or so. I don't know if it has to do with the, the fact they're moving men out of Kharkiv. Maybe they want to keep some of the men inside of the Kiev region just in case they want to move, maneuver them around to help with the advance of Ukraine to push the Russians out of the area, which we're going to speak about that here in a second. There was a lot going on over there, and there could be two sides uh, of this we're going to play today. We're actually going to play both sides. We're going to play the Russian side and the Ukrainian side as to why they might be doing this. Russia has actually added two more BTGs into Ukraine over the last 24 hours, bringing the running count of BTGs inside of the country to 99. They originally started with 120 BTGs over two months ago. China's leader is now agreeing with Macron, who is, uh, if you guys don't know this, the French president, uh, their, their urgency to come to a ceasefire inside of Ukraine. This thing is very telling, by the way, it's very telling of what Russia's allies think of the outcome of this war. And yes, we, we know that China and Russia are more or less just frenemies is the best way to put it. They don't love each other, but they don't hate each other. I, I wouldn't call them allies either. You know what I mean? They're not like America and Britain. You know, they're, they're kind of frenemies. Uh, they could have called for a ceasefire months ago or even came out against the war. But now that they see that Russia is getting pushed back into their own country, uh, this is the time they decided to actually come out and ask for a ceasefire. That is not the right time to do it. So that's, it's, it's a very telling piece coming from the, the Chinese saying this. No, a, a ceasefire would not do a thing uh, but benefit Russia, by the way. It allowed them to regroup and refit their men for another push. If Ukraine really wants to win this war and take back the ground they've talked about, which they talked about this yesterday, being the DPR, the LNR, and the NX Crimea, then they would actually need to keep applying pressure like they have inside of Kharkiv. Okay, they cannot actually do a ceasefire. I don't believe they're going to do a ceasefire. I know that China, China is actually calling for one, but that is something I do not see Zelensky and or the Ukrainian people doing at this time. I mean, why would they actually stop stop what they're doing when they're not on their heels? The United States defense officials have stated that they do not have absolute certainty about Putin's long-term plans for Ukraine. I don't think anybody on planet Earth right now has an idea what's going inside the Kremlin, what's actually going inside of Russia, and or what's going inside of Putin's mind. So that's... 
That's a fairly obvious statement. They also go on to say that Putin could simply declare victory in Donbass or use further control of the region to stage a further attack. The United States has stated that they are not sure that the Kremlin has given up on Kiev. I can tell you guys right now, there's absolutely no way that I could see anything happening inside of the Kiev region, the northern side of Ukraine, as of right now. Now, maybe down the line, if they do take the eastern side of the country, they would have to really, really, I'm talking like years out, like a year out at minimum, for they can actually make a push to that northern. I mean, think about it. They've suffered such heavy losses between men and equipment. They'd have to rebuild all that to actually make any sort of like meaningful push back north. 89 of the 90 M777 howitzers that were promised to Ukraine have actually been handed over along with 120,000 uh, 155 millimeter rounds. I mean, that's pretty significant. That is all landed. I actually have a, a bit of a video I want to share with you guys of this stuff happening. So before we move on to the mapping portion of this video, we are going to talk a little bit about the sponsor, Raycon. So as you guys do know, this episode is sponsored by Raycon. They have the everyday earbuds. They look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips to fit perfectly inside of your ear. These earbuds are so comfortable, and I'm telling you guys right now, they will not budge. These little gel tips, what I'm about to show you guys, if you guys don't know, I've been doing YouTube for multiple years. I've been with them for about three or four years now, and this is what I use every single day. If I had to take my phone calls, if I'm trying to listen to music while I'm working, if I'm on a, a really hot and heavy sweaty run, you know, I wear these things so they don't budge. They offer an eight-hour playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get the quality audio at half the prices of the premium audio brands. It's no wonder that Raycon has 49 thousand five-star reviews that's right raycon's everyday earbuds have forty-nine thousand five-star reviews now if you would like to support a company that supports this channel by sponsoring you guys go to check the link at the very top description or go to buyraycon.com forward slash speak the truth to get 15 percent off your order so do us all a favor and support the company that supports this channel by going to buyraycon.com forward slash speak the truth to get 15 percent off your order there'll be linked to the very top of the description for everybody who does not want to type it in but i'm telling you guys right now these little gel tips that come within your order inside of your box and this is a big deal so everybody's ear hole is different so it's like customized to fit inside of your ear this thing will not come out these earbuds will not come out of your ear they feel phenomenal when you're on a haul long sweaty run and you're shaking around the stuff ain't going to come out. So go to buyraycon.com forward slash speak the truth to get 15% off your order. So they have three sound profiles to customize your listening experience. They have pure sound for podcasts and audiobook, balanced sound, most universal for, for classical jazz, blues, rock, pop, and all that kind of stuff. And then they have bass, bass sound for their bass boosted mm, 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 kind of listeners. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? So make sure to check them out. They'll be linked to the very top of the description. Go to buyraycon.com forward slash speak the truth to get 15% off your order. And for you wireless people, they have wireless chargers. If you don't like the little cords, messy cords, don't worry. You don't have to have it. You just set this sucker right on there and you get it. It is absolutely phenomenal. And last but not least, before we get back to the video, I want to tell you guys right now, if you order a set of Raycons, you guys are supporting your channel because they are supporting me. So make sure to go check them out if you guys are looking for a new set of earbuds for yourself or your partner or your friend or your lover or your dog. I don't care who. Go check them out at buyraycon.com forward slash speak the truth to get 15% off your order. Thank you so much to Raycon for sponsoring this video. They'll be linked at the very top of the description. I'm out. So there's currently unconfirmed reports as we are making this episode that Ukrainian forces have reached the Russian border town of Ternova. 
So that is just right here. Okay, now there's been a significant amount of, of retreating, as you say, retrograding from the Russian military over the last 24 hours. So here's Chernova right here, as you guys can see. So here is today's mapping. I want you guys to notice two separate areas for me. Okay, so we're going to look at this area right here and this area right here. You see how there's nothing there? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually peel back over to yesterday's mapping so you guys can see. So this is what yesterday's mapping looked like. As you guys can see, here's two of the areas. I did speak about this yesterday. I said if these men inside of this area, these Russian forces in this area right here did not peel back, which they did, they have peeled back, they will be encircled by Ukrainian troops. So they have peeled back. They actually did learn that. The same goes for over here. They peeled back. They're having to set up a new hasty defensive line over here just south of the Russian-Ukraine border. Being said, we're actually going to move back over to my handy-dandy map from today. So there we go. Those are two circles we were just talking about. So Russia is silently admitting it has lost the battle to maintain any sort of ground north of Kharkiv. We saw them starting to withdraw in certain areas a few days back, but it's clear now that it's a possibility for a full withdrawal of troops back into Russia, not Russian-held territory within Ukraine, but back actually into Russia could be a real possibility. So a lot of people are getting really excited over this, which is which is a thing to get excited for. They are actually pushing them out, and they have been doing a phenomenal job. Those are the Ukrainian forces. It is a big win for Ukraine to get them out of the country. But for me, trying to be as middle as I possibly can and try to be straight up as I possibly can with you guys, it kind of looks to me more like Russia is just going to be redistributing men and kind of has been doing this withdrawal over the last week or so. But don't get me wrong. They 100% lost the northern part of Kharkiv, and I will not take that away from the Ukrainian fighters who have pushed them back out of there. But I want, I want you guys to remember this. They had seven BTGs worth of men there a week ago, and now they have roughly about three BTGs worth of men there. So we're talking about this area right here. Okay, this entire area, which I just kind of squared off, had seven BTGs worth of men. It's actually roughly more like this. About seven BTGs worth of men. Okay, now these have been noted not to be the greatest fighters the Russians had, which I don't really know exactly what that means. Maybe they just sent men down there to be cannon fodder. I don't know if that to be true. So they have been pulling men out of the northern part of Kharkiv for over a week, slowly, really without people even really realizing it. And it maybe seem like Russia's actually losing ground, but they may be doing it, I'm not going to say intentionally, but there hasn't been a lot of heavy fighting on these areas that they've been retreating. We know they've been blowing bridges out like they did here and just north of Ruski-Tiski on this entire route is going up and just north here in Ruska-Lavaz. Like we know that that's some areas they have been blowing bridges. That is just to slow the advancing Ukrainian forces as they push through. Now, 100% Russia did lose the battle in the northern part of Kharkiv, and they knew it weeks back. That's why they've been slowing withdrawing back into Russia. I'm not 100% for sure why they're doing this, but I do believe it is to redistribute the men to the eastern side. So if you guys look at this, you guys have the... Let's go ahead and clean this little circle up. So you guys have this river, okay? This is the Sevierski-Donetsk River. Now it goes all the way up here, okay? Now we know they blew the bridge that's right here. So that bridge is blown. So you guys have Vovchansk. Vovchansk is a very important area inside the eastern side. I could see them 100% redistributing these men back up to Belgorod, refitting, and then be pushing all the way back down. They might not even make it over the Belgorod. They may just push them all the way over to refit this entire line. Okay? Because the last thing they want is the Ukrainian forces to push more east. Now, if they do that, just so everybody's aware, Kupiansk. Kupiansk is the main logistical hub for everything that goes on on the eastern side of the country, which you can see they have a lot of men down here. This one X right here, this big square, is 22 BTGs worth of men right here. So this entire area, this logistical hub of Kupiansk, the main thing that's actually coming in is from the, the Valyuki rail line. So this little dotted line you guys see coming into Ukraine from Valyuki, that is the number one area that you will actually see all the logistics supplies and men coming in to support that offensive on the eastern side of the country. Now, if they were to push, that is the Ukrainians, if they were to push 
east from Kharkiv, they will actually get their howitzers, those M777 howitzers we know of, within range to hit that line, which then would cut off all logistics and supplies coming in. So that's why I'm saying I could see them redistributing those men that were up inside of this area and have been over the last week to this eastern side, this eastern, new eastern, I guess you would say the most easternly front for the Russians over here in Kharkiv. We do know over here in Kozacha Lopan, over here, they have been fortifying this area. Now, I don't know if they're fortifying it uh, due to, to help with the exfil of their men inside of this area, or if they're doing to try to hold it off as running one of the main routes and actually keep some type of area within Ukraine over there. But they have been fortifying it and setting up entrenching systems all along there. Like, I do know this for a fact. But I'm not entirely sure if they intend to hold this ground for long term or if it's just, like I said, to help facilitate with the withdrawal from the area. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to clean this up for you guys real quick. So now we're going to take a look at it from the Russian side of things. So we're going to clean this up. That's mainly how I think it could be that it's playing out when it comes to if you're on the Ukrainian side. Now let's take a look, quick look, that is, on the other option, that is the area just north of Kharkiv on the Russian side. So the Russian men that have been left inside the area are clearly not the most highly trained individuals, and Ukrainian intelligence has actually noted this. And they have said there's 19 BTGs worth of men in Belgorod right now. That is Russians. Now, for everybody who doesn't know, here's Belgorod right here. This was the main logistical hub for Kharkiv at the beginning of this invasion. And the only possibility for them not to have the same outcome as they had inside the northern side of the country about three weeks ago is for them to push all 19 BTGs worth of these men back down and to take Kharkiv. Now, do I think that is a, a real possibility? No, not really. I think they would have already done it by now. I really do. I could be wrong. I don't, I'm not... I'm not a military analyst or strategist. I'm just sitting here having a conversation with you guys on YouTube. Yes, I've fought in two separate wars myself, but I'm not, I'm not, in a, I'm not a Russian general. I have no idea exactly what their, their game plan is. But if, if I was a gambler man, which I, which I am, throw that out there, if they were going to do that, they would have already done it by now because they've already lost such, such, I mean, think about this. They've lost miles and miles and miles of ground in the last two days. Why would they wait? Okay, you know why they're not waiting? Because this side is the most important side to them right now, and it has to do with logistics. That is it. All the men we see down in Belgorod are going to be pushed down this way to secure this entire line right here. This entire line is going to end up being heavily fortified. I don't know if it's exactly going to be right here, but it is going to have to be further away from these main routes. Which Maybe I'll go ahead and erase this for you guys. And these main routes I'm talking about, if they want to continue to use these main routes, is these ones right here. Okay, These main routes go all the way in to Kupiansk. So if they want to maintain these main routes, which they do, because the Ukrainians, if they somehow get anywhere near these routes and actually able to set up ambushes, which they're phenomenal at, the Ukrainians have proven this, they will be able to, to literally put a massive thorn in the side of the Russian military when it comes to getting supplies in from the north. And the other thing is, the reason why I don't believe that the Russians would actually want to push down as of right now, or, you know what, if they were to hold off and push down after somehow, say the Ukrainian forces do get all the way back here and they do control all these entryways into, into uh, Ukraine, okay? Say they do start controlling this. Now, would Russia really want to actually push in and then sustain way too many losses to justify an attempt to push through this area? Or would they have been better off to mount an offensive coming out of Izium back towards Kharkiv? That is the one I actually believe they're actually going to do, if they were to do it, okay? Now, if they were to just secure this entire line right here, so to secure this main route, and they actually do keep it all the way secure, they can utilize these men and push them all the way back down, which is roughly 19. They can, they can push, the, they can bolster these numbers and at least get 10 to 12 down here. So they get an additional 10 to 12 worth of men just down here inside Izium. They then can now push this way to the southern side of Kharkiv. 
Yes, they've had a significant losses when it comes to just outside of Chuahiv. They have lost these areas over the last three or four days. But by the way, the Russians have been shelling the absolute snot out of these three areas. Okay, they have been. Okay, so those three areas you guys see right there, that's why I'm saying this could be a possibility. They like to soften up their targets prior to actually pushing through. So let's just keep note of that just so you guys have somewhat of an understanding of what's going on. I know this kind of looks like a big jumbled mess, but hopefully I'm, I'm actually making some sense to some, some of y'all. Now, I clearly cannot tell the future, but if I'm just going to give in some insight of us to what I think could possibly be happening inside this area in the coming weeks, this would be it. That's pretty much that. I don't think uh, Ukrainian forces are going to stop when it comes to taking back the rest of Kharkiv. I think that the Russians are going to be pushed back into Russia and have to shift all the way around. But I do believe this is another one of the indications that they knew they were losing a week ago. That's why they started withdrawing their men out of this area. So we are going to move out of Kharkiv and move a little bit south towards Izium. So here is Izium, as you guys do know, most of you guys do know, right there. There was an element, a Russian element that did push out of Izium, just moved south to try to take a Barvin Cove yesterday, did not pan out too well. They got pushed back and repelled. The second area, which has the highest fighting, I guess you guys would say, would be Oleksandrovica. They are trying to find a route to push down towards Slovenas. They really want to cut off these men right here, and they want to complete this line. You guys see this little purple line I have drilling right here? This is the Seversky Donetsk River. Now, this area will end up being a very hard area. Like the, it's the best way for me to put it. If the Russians push past this, it's going to be very difficult for the Ukrainians to take anything north of the river back because everything will be blown out. That's just the best way for me to put it. As you can tell, a lot of the Russian front line right now is just on the edge of this river. But the area just north of Bielohorvika, where the Russians attempted to set up a pontoon bridge, is pretty much secured by Ukrainians at this point. The drone footage you guys are currently seeing is from the area which the ambush took place. As you guys can see, there's been a significant amount of damage that was dealt to the Russians during this attack. And there's still no word on the recon element that I was able to get across prior to the pontoon bridge being destroyed. If you guys do not know exactly where that's at, here it is, Bielohorovica. Right there on the edge of that river is exactly where that was. Now, there is a reason for this, and I have looked at it just a little bit more. If you guys tell where Bielohorovica is, there's a main route that comes all the way through here. There, I, I do believe the men down in Pop Santa are going to be the ones that are going to try to push north and connect with. This is pretty much the way I could see it. Connect with them. That is what they're trying to do, which then would effectively what? Cut off all the Ukrainian forces inside of this area. I know it is ever changing, and I say this every few days. I try, I try to adjust this, but I believe as of right now, that is a current objective from the Russians on the eastern side of the country. And the only one to really take note of is the fact that they may have gained a slight foothold in the town of Kamyanka, which is just right here. You guys can see Kamyanka right here. Uh, there have been heavy fighting since the very beginning of this conflict, actually back all the way to 2014. But we'll wait another 24 hours to see if it amounts to anything or if they get pushed back towards their already held territory, which is a possibility, but I'm not saying it's going to happen. They're just trying to find a foothold to actually push through. So they made little to no progress on the eastern side of the country over the last two months there. We know inside of Kyrgyzstan, if you guys don't know, I guess you'd say, they've, they've literally done nothing when it comes to advancing over the last two weeks. There has been heavily fighting reported through here. So over the next two to three days, I would expect some sort of movement by either Ukrainians and or Russians inside of this area. We know they moved a lot of MLRSs into Crimea to push them, I would believe, back into to Kirsten to actually start taking some sort of ground towards Mikolaev. But I do love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me over here on the channel. Tomorrow we'll have another video like we always do. Go check out the sponsor of this channel, which will be linked in the very top description. Other than that, I do love you guys, and I am out.